it is indeed so that uh, we have advertised our tax system as being very beneficial and supporting startups and so on. But to look closer and if the clients ask uh, what, uh, what are the tax incentives or specific incentives for IT companies and then tech companies, then uh, usually I have to announce the sad news that uh, we don't have uh, much specific incentives for, for these companies. So uh, we have this very simple deferred corporate income tax system. Uh, salary taxes are maybe not the best one, uh, best ones in the Europe being 20 plus 35 percent uh, altogether. Uh, we have some flexibility in technology, access to e-services. Uh, we have rather uh, affordable living. Uh, we have a good community which, uh, for example, organized this uh, uh, fight the Corona crisis uh, hackathon, very interesting event and so on and so forth. So these are the benefits you can find uh, from the internet as well if you if you try to find out why Estonia is uh, good for startup business and so on. But uh, still we have uh, several unicorns. Uh, Estonia has ranked uh, still or yet number one in this uh, international tax foundation tax competitive uh, competitiveness index uh, ranking so uh, Latvia is on the third and Lithuania is on the fourth position, so uh, politics uh, have taken the lead there. So eventually there must be something good in tax system which supports the, uh, supports the startup and tech companies as well. So um, to look at uh, in more detail, so can you please go to the next slide? Uh, the main driver why, why startup companies feel so uh, sort of take it easy and feel safe in Estonia in terms of taxes our general deferred corporate income tax system which basically says that uh, as long as uh, the company does not distribute profit uh, it does not have to pay any corporate income tax so if uh, if startup eventually makes some profit it does not have to pay any income tax on that so this is this is what happened uh, uh, during Corona crisis, where investors started kind of demand that uh, even startup companies has to become profitable eventually. And uh, when reinvesting the profits earned, again, uh, no tax uh, has to be paid on on reinvestments. Only if you one day start to take out the profits then we have this flat 20% uh, corporate income tax and actually this is the final tax so we don't have any withholding tax on uh, either domestic or foreign investors on top of that. Uh, we have 14% uh, reduced corporate income tax available this is again for for all the companies uh, but it requires sort of periodical distribution of profits and well, I guess this is something startup companies uh, do not do. Maybe maybe tech companies uh, do that. And basically the 14% is final tax if it uh, is not reaching the hands of natural persons or basically goes abroad. So it is, uh, it is uh, Eventually, something foreign investors uh, would like to look into more detail. Um, 
what is the sort of side effect of this general deferred uh, corporate income tax system is that um, uh, I have seen that many uh, many uh, modern crypto assets uh, and, and uh, crypto cash and, and similar companies can go crazy with their developments, meaning that we do not have uh, at least from tax point of view any issues or topics which relate to uh, booking or receiving or selling different kinds of tokens. So if company receives uh, emits tokens and sell those uh, to different uh, different persons either to get money or, or to make marketing, then income received from that it's not subject to tax in any case. So VAT is a bit trickier part, but at least when talking about corporate income tax, this is uh, this is the positive side of uh, that, and where I have seen this a lot is uh, in uh, different uh, startups which uh, try to build uh, ecosystems. So they have sort of uh, one sector in which they try to uh, put together uh, different types of services. So, for instance, I don't know, road transport. Uh, sector you make an ecosystem where you put together factoring services for uh, drug companies uh, different uh, different uh, leasing services cash flow management uh, document management we have now this uh, e uh, e uh, C, uh, cmr project in europe so paperless transport and so on and so forth so if you sort of try to put the token into this system and sell it to get money and afterwards uh, the ecosystem members uh, use these assets then our uh, easy simple corporate income tax system enables to prevent uh, at least corporate income tax issues uh, with such tokens obviously there may be booking uh, and accounting topics which are relevant but that's uh, that's another topic and again not, not the major issue so when going to the next slide, uh, then maybe not very uh, tax specific benefit we have. We have Estonian IT card, which enables to make transactions uh, really easy to put basically Estonian digital signature on documents uh, to access uh, commercial registers and so on and so forth. Um, even some cases it is possible to make transactions with this ID card, which otherwise uh, should be done uh, notarized. So in that sense, this is, um, this is, I think, one of the major factors why we are attractive for foreign investors. But obviously we have this e-residency program and it, it attracts uh, also people who are maybe not with so good intentions as well. Um, and uh, as it is in Israel, I understand we have also the same benefit um, of uh, paying salary in, uh, in dreams, uh, so share options and uh, similar incentives for employees. Um, the general rule here in Estonia is that uh, if uh, if the employee is granted share options, it's it's not taxable. It, in principle, it may be uh, sort of treated as a fringe benefit and taxed as a salary, but in Estonia it is not. Uh, and if uh, the 
CRAD, sorry, the exercise of uh, these share options or transfer of shares to the employee or making RSUs to normal, uh, normal stock units takes place after three years uh, from the grant, it is uh, fully tax exempt. And only if employee sells the shares in the future, 20% um, capital gain tax uh, is, is due as long as this employee is still a tax resident in Estonia and not uh, in some other very nice warm uh, jurisdiction. And uh, when we talk about uh, M&A deals and so on, so cash out of uh, share options has made also quite uh, easy and uh, no, no formalities are required in many cases, but still we have this uh, nice three years rule we must uh, follow. So for employers, it enables to sort of justify why, uh, why not to transfer the shares to employee earlier the three years. So there's sort of golden, golden uh, bars for the employee. And uh, yeah, to summarize, um, for foreign investors, why Estonia is good, basically, for, from tax point of view, is uh, it is cheap. We don't want uh, uh, foreign investors to pay much taxes, either uh, from uh, dividends or from loan interest received, in many cases also from royalties. Uh, if we have uh, specific tax treaties at place, uh, Estonian tax authorities are rather chill with uh, transfer pricing uh, topics, so no major issue here. And uh, as in Israel, capital gain from a sale or exit from the startup company, which in most cases is not a real estate company, it's again not taxed. And for Estonians, I guess the uh, simple corporate income tax system, which requires really, really small efforts and, and uh, does not, is not a cost at the early stages, is, uh, is what uh, sort of incentivizes to uh, come up with different ideas and group and form a company. So my 10 minutes is over, I think. So thank you for listening and I hope you got at least some idea out of that.